0: You're tuned in to Lifelong Learning on Reach ReachMD. I'm your host, Alicia Sutton, and today we are broadcasting from the annual meeting of the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions. And this will be a fun dialogue because we're going to talk about Google, or at least specifically Google Hangouts and Hangouts On Air, and how they can be used in education, both professional education and patient education. There are a lot of new learning technologies available in healthcare, and Google Hangouts On Air is certainly one of those tools. But what are the benefits of it and how can clinicians use it in education, both for themselves and the patients? With me today to explain the pros, cons, and everything we wanted to know about it are Derek Warnick. He's the senior manager of healthcare education at Pfizer, and Scott Kober, who is principal at MedCase Writer. Both are located in Philadelphia. Welcome. We're glad we could have you guys here today. Thanks for having us. Yep. Great. So let's start with the definition, Scott. What's a Google Hangout, and how is it different from Google Hangout on Air?
1: So, so yeah, so um, a Google Hangout um, is probably uh, most akin to what people would think of as, as Skype. So you, you have a group of um, people that you can invite into a closed room. Um, you can do it with friends. You can do it with family. Um, but it is not broadcast or viewable by the external world. Whereas a Google Hangout on air, you have the same capability to invite anybody in to be a speaker, presenter, or within the Hangout itself. <clears throat> but the broadcast is not only viewable by anyone in the external world, um, but is also um, automatically archived on YouTube afterwards so that you can watch the broadcast when it, when it is
0: complete. Okay, so Derek, just to clarify, a Google Hangout on air is a private learning environment in the sense that you have to be invited to be a presenter, but anybody can view it in a live broadcast if they have the URL. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's it's basically right. Um, in order to be part of the, the Hangout, they definitely the, your presenters have to get a specific link to come to. No one can really be on the Hangout as a uh, faculty member speaker without you having given them that information to access it. And then <coughs> the, those who are watching uh, the on-air version of it uh, it can be anyone. You do have to let them know of the URL. However, it, Google Plus is a social network, so it is set up to be open for anyone. Um, there are ways to make it private so that others can't access it. But in general, uh, it's open for the public to be able to uh, to watch um, unless you make it more specific for them.
0: Great. And, Derek, how about some pros and cons of that platform?
2: Sure. So I think some of the advantages, three big advantages of the Hangouts um, – one would be that it is—it's easy to learn how to do. I think, I mean, Scott and I have done about 50 faculty or so uh, with it, and we've always been able. No one's ever had an issue where they couldn't figure out how to use it. So it's easy. Uh, another really big one is that it's free. Uh, it's so that's very cheap. Um, can't get any cheaper than free. Um, so that's, of course, the big advantage. And then the third one is that you can participate in a Hangout <coughs> both as a someone who's watching it or someone who's actually on the Hangout from anywhere uh, as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection and can get online so they don't have to travel and uh, they can do it from their office or from their home, uh, anything like that. As far as disadvantages, there's not a lot, honestly. It's, there's a little bit of a learning curve uh, for people who have never done it before. Uh, there's a little bit they're going to have to f- learn how to do. If you're the person producing it and you're used to nice prepackaged packaged Uh, modules of this type where you're not doing anything you're just hiring someone to do all the work for you Uh, this is a totally different animal you have to do the work yourself uh, so it's not a nice neat package like some of them are but uh, overall the quality is great I don't the pros definitely outweigh the cons in my opinion
0: yeah it sounds it sounds very interesting so um, Scott can you give us some idea of uh, some professional education that you have seen using this sure,
1: so so, so I've been a part of um, several um, professional education events where we use Google Hangout on air as our delivery platform. Um uh, for several of them, we did do um, an actual live broadcast, so we had I worked with um, faculty members to um, develop um, a number of cases. So we had, we had a short slide deck, but it was really mostly geared towards them having a panel discussion and kind of having discussion questions of um, specific issues with these patients. Um, people could um, text in their questions during the broadcast itself. Um, as we talked about before, immediately at the conclusion of the broadcast, the session was archived on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so um, so that's one way that, that I've used it. I've also used it in kind of a in, in more of a closed form so that it was not broadcast to the public but we were, were able to capture the the video interaction between the faculty and then we did some very kind of simple editing on the back end to kind of chop it up into, into pieces and built the educational event around the, um, the, the various segments that we gathered using the Hangout on Air platform. So, there really are a lot of creative ways that it can the platform can be used, um, as Derek said, with the benefits of you know, no travel, no cost. Um, they're really, you know, it, 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 as, as long as kind of you think about, okay, what is the best way to use this platform? It's not going to be great if somebody has 60 slides that they want to go through in 15 minutes and try to give a traditional um, didactic presentation. That's really not what the platform is good for. But it is really good for bringing groups of people from um, or individuals from around the country, around the world together um, to talk about a specific issue or a specific set of issues.
0: Right. It does sound like a, a good platform for what you do well, which is cases. So a, a simple case, not too elaborate, and Absolutely. get a lot of dialogue going.
1: Absolutely. And, um, and, and, and I think, you know, when, when you're working with, with faculty and, and, and physicians and other healthcare providers who've never used it before, initially they're going to they're gonna be a little bit reticent perhaps and, and a little bit nervous about it. Um, but what you find is it's incredibly simple. Um, all, all, all that you have to do is click the URL that whoever the, the moderator sends you or the organizer sends you and you're in.
0: Yeah. And, and I imagine um, those who are presenting are finding it easy to quickly adapt to this learning module, this model of displaying information.
2: One of the most uh, common responses we've gotten back from uh, faculty after they've gone through this is two things. One, um, that they're surprised at how easy it was to do. Uh, often it's like, oh, that was, that was it. That was not hard at all. The second thing is the quality of the, the end product uh, I think they're often surprised by that as well. That something again, it's a free tool can produce this kind of quality.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. If you're just tuning in, this is lifelong learning on ReachMD, and we're discussing Google Hangouts on Air with Derek Warnick. I'm sorry, Derek Warnick and Scott Cober, and I'm your host, Alicia Sutton. Um, so, Scott, you gave us a good example of professional education. How about on the patient education side?
1: So I I think it can be used in a very similar manner. Um, There are are many examples out there of health systems who have Gathered um, several of their physicians kind of all talking from different locations um, to discuss a, a, a topic of interest to, to their patient audience. And it, it is a good way to be able to um, you know, potentially reach the patient audience with, with the live broadcast, but I've seen it a lot more that they will then embed the YouTube video afterwards on the hospital website. Um, and um, you can absolutely, if if you want to, um, you can invite patients into the discussion um, if you want them to offer their viewpoints on a specific issue. Um, so, so so again, I think it goes back to, you know, it, 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 it's a great way to, um, you know, get that video, co- you know, collected and then posted in a very inexpensive and high quality manner.
0: Right. Yeah. I remember seeing the Cleveland Clinic uh, website had done a good program on diabetes and obesity, Uh, and certainly we're seeing it pop up more and more, I think, in hospitals.
1: Yeah, and I I think, you know, as more hospitals and as more clinicians kind of learn how to use it and kind of the best ways to utilize the technology, um, I I think you're going to see more and more who will kind of turn to that, to this platform just because um, of the ease of use and, you know, as we've said over and over again, the negligible cost.
0: Right, right. So, here we are at a, a CME or a continuing education conference, and uh, I'm curious, Derek, if you have any insights on how do you measure engagement on this type of platform?
2: Yeah, both with Google doing the live version and then the archive uh, that's available later on YouTube, uh, both of those have a very robust analytics that are already built into them uh, that you can see anything from how many people participated, to uh, how long they spent on the activity, so you can see which ones uh, kept the audience engaged for a longer period of time than others. Uh, you know, time of day, where they were, how they found uh, access to that program, if they were coming in from you know someone tweeted out a link to it and they clicked on that and found the activity. Uh, so all of those sorts of participation metrics uh, are available uh, as part of uh, the normal package that comes with it. Uh, there are some. To get more in in depth is a little difficult, as we all struggle with that sort of thing. There are ways, within the Hangout itself, there's a Q&A tool that's available that allows you to ask questions to the audience and they can be responding in real time. Those who are actually watching it, they can click on a link within the video itself. Um, That's a little difficult, just because they need to have a Google Plus account in order to actually be able to use it. And with the audience that we've been involved with anyway, that's not a large portion of the audience. Uh, so to actually measure that level of engagement is, mm-hmm. is a little tricky, but you are able to find out fairly easily how many people are participating and, and those sorts of metrics.
0: No, that's good to know. Google Analytics, I suppose, is a little bit of the backbone on some of the data that sure. you're getting from there.
2: Yeah, and they're constantly updating and improving it. There's probably things new on there now that I haven't even looked at yet, just haven't had a chance to go in, but uh, constantly improving what they're offering, which is a great thing about working in something at such a large uh, capacity is that, that they are, are always striving to make it better.
0: Yeah. Scott, what do you see coming down the road as we look at technology, the evolution of this type of learning? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think that certainly
1: Google Hangout On Air is, is just one example of, of, of kind of the ways that technology has really kind of, you know, you're closing the gap. Whereas five years ago, you know, we we would have to fly three people in from around the country, schedule them six months out, get them into a studio, spend tens of thousands of dollars to produce something that would have, that that would look like a professional quality um, um, webcast. Um, Now you can use Google Hangout on air, schedule it you know a few weeks out when people are available for an hour and do it for free and the quality of the of the actual output is more or less going to look like a studio quality um, event so um, you know as we move forward as we kind of learn more as more technological tools are out there it's just a matter of thinking about okay is this something that i can incorporate into my personal and professional life and if so what is the best way to utilize it Um, I think we all have probably examples of, of tools that we thought were going to be effective that we tried and said, yeah, this really doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Google Hangout on air has, 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 has really been great for uh, myself, for Derek, and for you know a, a pretty large swath of the of the healthcare community that, that has really learned to embrace everything that it has to offer and take advantage um, of the advantages that the platform does provide.
0: Right. So maybe some of our listeners are thinking, I wouldn't mind trying this myself with my own patients. I mean, how do they go about finding some information and getting started with it?
2: Yeah, lynda.com is a great resource. Um, They have a number of little modules to learn about Google Hangouts. But frankly, just going into YouTube and typing in uh, how to start a Google Hangout, uh, is that I learned a lot just by doing that. Obviously, they're integrated together, so they have a lot of information available on there. And then throughout, as you're learning the process, Google has a massive archive of questions and answers that have already been. You can go in and see the questions have already been asked, and you can find your answer right in there. Um, They have a big community that you can ask questions to. Um, And then, I mean, frankly, anytime Scott and I ran into an issue of some kind of a technical matter while we were doing them, we just went into Google and typed it in, and within, you know, 10 seconds, we'd find an answer right there. So... Um, It's really simple for something like this to be able to find good resources to learn how to use it.
0: Yeah, great. And you said lynda.com, and that's spelled?
2: L-Y-N-D-A.com.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. So, um, again, this conference is full of educators and key stakeholders across every aspect of continuing education. Um, Any recommendations for them on how they might change their education? Because maybe it's not going to be that hour-long lecture where it's not going to be as long. Maybe it's a short. So how can you give them some advice on how to tweak their educational designs?
1: Well, I mean, I I think one one thing that we're certainly seeing more and more of is, is as you said, people don't just want to sit there looking at their computer computer screens for an hour. They want something that's going to be a little more, that's going to be, you know, shorter, more engaging, more interactive. Um, And I think as professional educators, that is a lot of the ways that, that we, you know, have been thinking for the last few years and we will continue to think of um, of, 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 kind of how to, how to do that in our professional circles. Um, so, you know, I think that's kind of a broader question than necessarily Google Hangouts on air. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, it kind of goes back to saying, okay, what tools are at my disposal? How can I use these tools to improve the quality of the education that we are going to be developing and providing?
2: Excellent. And I'll
1: add in that I think
2: one of the things we've learned through this experience is that, content really is king and you can have with the google hangouts when maybe it's not the absolute most pristine well-produced activity but we get had a lot of people uh, view what we've done because of the content that was involved in it and if you're giving people something that they're interested in it doesn't matter so much what the actual format is that you're giving them um, if they're interested in what it is
0: Great. Derek and Scott, thank you. We are out of time, but we appreciate your insights. It's been very interesting.
1: Thank you, Alicia. Thanks for having us.
0: Great. You've been watching Lifelong Learning on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. This series is co-produced with the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions. For more information and a full library of medical broadcasts, please visit ReachMD.com. I'm your host, Alicia Sutton, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.